Welcome back to the Act 2 podcast. Podcast for the real life working screenwriter. <laughs> I am Tasha Hugh. And I am Josh Hallman. As a reminder, Act 2 is a network and support group for the everyday working screenwriter. Stop laughing at me. Of which the podcast is just one of our many initiatives. So thank you for joining us here today. If you like this podcast, please remember to subscribe because subscribing really does help us out, which I think we all know because we live in the time of YouTube. If you'd rather not do any of those things, you can DM us with questions or topic suggestions. Tell us how you organize your documents. You can reach out to us at act2writers at gmail.com. That's all spelled out. Or on our Instagram at act2writers. I'm also on Instagram at Story Thursday or on Twitter at Tasha 3.0. And I'm on Instagram as Josh Hallman and Twitter as Joshua Hallman. Today... We have a topic that will literally only be interesting to writers. And even then, yeah. it's yeah. the most nerdy topic we've yet done. But you know what? As <laughs> when, when you first proposed this topic, I was like, oh, God, <laughs> no way. <laughs> but as, as uh, you know, I've thought about it and I've talked to people about it, I've actually been really interested in this topic. And so that you're right. That actually it is a, happened it, to me as well. <laughs> yeah, it's, I'm really actually happy we're doing this. What we're going to talk about today is how to organize your scripts and other documents as a screenwriter. And it started because in our writers group, a couple guys just randomly mentioned how they organize their stuff. And Josh and I are both like, wait, what? <laughs> what? We've never heard of that. What? And so we ended up talking to them and a few other writers about just interesting tips that they use to organize themselves along the way that will be helpful, hopefully, for your brains as well. Yeah, but before we jump into this, I want to throw something at you. Oh God! It's I'm gonna I want to propose a new segment for the Act Two podcast. Oh, I'm in. What? Okay, it's called This Week in Failures. <laughs> oh, <no>. <laughs> <laughs> Keeping it real. <laughs> <laughs> so I was talking with Dave about when you set deadlines for yourself, right? Mm -hmm. So he and I we both have written scripts pretty quickly given the terms of when we needed to write it. We were like, how can we keep holding each other accountable if we have our own self-appointed uh, deadline? And our, our thing used to be with uh, our good friend, Dave Levinson, he and I would buy each other drinks, you know? So if someone misses a deadline, the other person buys someone drinks, but that was, that's not good enough. I'm looking into a public shaming. So Whoa. yeah, a podcast public shaming. Come on the podcast. You announce what your like deadline is for something, and then if you hit it, great, you hit it. But if you miss it, you have to explain why you missed it, <gasps> what else you were doing, how far along you are, and just just feel terrible about yourself, basically. <laughs> this is coming from someone, Josh once said that he the way to keep himself accountable was to hire someone to come to his house <laughs> if he missed a deadline and to slap him in the balls. <laughs> So punishment is a motivator for Josh. <laughs> but all right, I'm in. Yeah, if we miss a deadline, we have to publicly shame ourselves. I'm going to shame you on Twitter and Instagram. <laughs> yeah, just you you idiot. Yeah, so just just think about it. I'm going to think about how this new segment's going to be. We can have random writers come on. <laughs> just tell us what their deadlines are. And Check then, in with anyway, them next all week. Right. Yeah. All right. So that's that. <laughs> Let's, I guess... I think the place to start with how to organize scripts and our lives is first to talk about how we do it, 
or don't do it. Okay, I'll go first. So this topic, honest to God, it made me do like self-reflection. I looked, I was wondering, I was like, how do I organize my scripts? I'm not even too sure that I know. So what I do is I usually have one final draft file. And when I'm doing a first draft, I just have draft one of that final draft file. And I don't really tweak that. And once I'm done with the first draft and I get notes on it, then I go into a second draft and a third Mm. draft and a fourth draft and so on. So it's pretty basic. So the only time you switch versions is when you get notes. Pretty much. Okay. However, with my manager, there will be uh, times where, well, most of the time I'm sending him different acts. So this is my script act one, my script act two, act two B, act three. And then I'll have different files for that. Sometimes I'll write set pieces and have files for those. Oh, interesting. <laughs> you know? And I, there's, there's scenes that I've had in my mind where I'm like, oh, this scene might work. And so then I'll just write out the scene and I'll make its, its own file. It actually somewhat, it kind of turns a little chaotic in like when you kind of like take a step back. But in the moment, it's just one file. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's it. Dang. That's it, okay. right? That's interesting. The whole like set piece as a different file is interesting. I've not yet heard that. I here's what's here's what's nuts about this is in doing this I I was looking through um my folders and like my Dropbox and I couldn't even remember like what scripts I've written so I've talked to someone who keeps all their scripts in one folder called scripts or something like that and like mm-hmm. it just at the time it's it's something that I'm so focused on that I'm like oh I'll never forget where this is and I mm-hmm. now I can't even find scripts sometimes I have to like search through my computer to find it so maybe some of these things that other people are doing might actually help both of us. Oh, totally. I know we're going to get into people who have multiple files, which I think is a great idea. However, I've done that before, that method before where I've had multiple files of, you know, draft one, June 1st, June 2nd, June 3rd, June 4th, and you're just saving over and over and over again. But I've actually opened up the wrong file and started to work on it. Mm-hmm. And... That's just my own issue. But yeah, that's what works for me. I just have one like base thing, draft one, two, three, four, and so on. Mm-hmm. Boom. That only changes. You only rename it version two or a new date if yeah. you get notes on if it. If I'm like changing things, sometimes I just take things out and my, you're not, you're not going to like this. I think to myself, I'm like, if this is important, if this scene is important, I'll remember it and I'll put it back in later. But if I forget it, then fucking who cares about it? I think my heart rate just went up, like skyrocketed. Yeah. I, I was afraid <laughs> to tell you that. <laughs> all right. So what I do is I have one folder that's just all writing related things. It's called movie magic because oh. it came at a time when I was using that software. If you guys remember that screenwriting software, movie magic. So just what it called it. And I don't want to ever change it because I don't know how computers work. And I'm afraid that if I change it, like I'll lose uh-huh. everything. <laughs> so <laughs> it's still called movie magic. <laughs> and within that, I will have like a story ideas file. So all of my original ideas are going to go in there, even if it's just like a log line. Um, then I'll have a writing jobs file, which is going to be all the stuff I'm working on for someone else. That includes mm-hmm. anything I'm pitching on, submissions that I get. That's all going to go in there. 
Um, I also have a writing tips file, which I actually open a lot, where it has sample like Bibles or lookbooks or pitch scripts mm -hmm. or any kind of helpful instructional PDFs that are floating out in the world that I've grabbed. And when it comes to my actual project files, that's when I start to do like subsections. So like I have one project called The Woman. And under that, I'm going to have lookbook. And that's all my lookbook shit. Drafts, format document. They're all just separate folders. And when it comes to drafts, I think as I was trying to articulate that, this for the podcast, I realized how much it makes sense to me and how intuitive it is to me, but how it absolutely makes no sense to anyone else. So like I will consistently change from V1 to V2 as I make changes. But when I decide to do that is anyone's guess. Like I could get a series mm -hmm. of notes and still stay on V1. <laughs> yeah. Like I have a final draft right now that's a V5, but it's actually V9 mm -hmm. and I don't know why. But what I would, what I do, which makes sense to me, is that if I want to preserve a draft, rather than creating an entirely new final draft file, which to me just starts getting really cluttered in your folder, I'll save that version as a PDF so that I have it. It's like printed basically as a PDF and that's V5. And then I'll just like continue to work in the final draft. So I actually, currently I have a final draft I'm working on that's a V5, but the PDF I have saved is a V10. So technically, I don't know if that makes sense, but like yeah. even though the final draft says V5 is actually my 10th version. So I can be much smarter. No, no, no. That that sounds great. And your V version is draft, correct? Yes. These are or do you drafts. ever have like draft to V5, like one of like something like that? I actually do do that sometimes, particularly when I'm getting notes on a certain version of a draft. Like if I'm testing out in this draft, switching who my main character is or something, or this yeah. draft in particular I've set in the future. So I'm going to have draft two V5 and I'll do yeah. that so that I have, God, that it's, it's so complicated. The people that we talk to <laughs> have much clear, cleaner versions of what they do that I'm definitely going to steal. But that's, that's sort of what, what I do. Oh God, I'm a mess. No, not at all. Well, let me just say also, if I'm doing such a major overhaul like that, where I'm like, oh, I'm going to flip these characters, I will do like that version, like I'll name it, mm -hmm. you know, the John version, the mm -hmm. whatever, you know, th this is, this comes from a different perspective. I just want to clarify that. It's not like I just completely eliminate it. And I, there's some yeah. one other thing I do, which you're going to hate. <laughs> I like to read PDFs often when, after I get done reading, I, I'll just kind of pull up a Same. PDF. It's better than final draft for whatever reason. And often I'll think to myself, Hey, at least I have it on this PDF because if I like lose something, I'll just go back and read this shit and put it back in the script. No, that's what I do. Yeah. Oh, really? I do the same thing. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Great minds think alike, Tasha. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I just, I feel wrong. like it's just, it's just a very like shaky way to have a backup, I feel. Yeah. As you'll see, other people have very cool ideas of how to keep track of these things so they aren't losing progress along the way. I don't think we're necessarily doing it right. It's worked for me so far. There's not been any huge hiccups, but I'll say like, for example, this happened to me last week where a producer said, you know, that, that scene you wrote 
in that one draft, they didn't know what draft it was, but they're like, a while ago, <laughs> like a couple years uh -huh. ago, you had a draft that had this scene in it, and we really like it. Can you bring it back in? And I'm like, <laughs> I have like 30 or 40 drafts, you know, yeah. V through whatever. Um, I, How do I do that? And as we'll see, we have some writers who actually have thought of that and how to mm -hmm. mark those changes that you're making. So if a producer does ask you that, you're not just going through every single draft doing control find the entire time you have a, you have a better process. So boom, don't listen to us. Listen no. to everyone else. I mean, obviously we're doing it right. <laughs> <laughs> should we, should we rip through these, help people organize their writing life? Can I just tell us a, a slight mini oh. story? Cause your memory thing writing from memory thing <laughs> made me think of this. I just read a story, which may or may not be true, by the way, I'll preface that. But I just read a story about Robert Louis Stevenson, the guy who wrote Treasure Island. And the story goes that he wrote The Strange Case of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde while on a cocaine binge. Nice. And then he gave it to his wife to read. And she was like, oh my God, this is the worst thing I've ever read in my life. And she threw it in the fire. And so Robert Louis Stevenson had to go back to his desk and rewrite all of Jekyll and Hyde from memory, mm. which he was able to do. So maybe your memory thing is not so far from a good idea. Yeah. Well, I do think, well, first of all, that sounds like an awesome uh, blacklist script, writing <laughs> that guy trying to write Jekyll and Hyde. But I do also think there, I, I mean, this sounds crazy, but I think there's some benefit in writing something and then just not having it anymore, but remembering kind of the, the way the scene looks hmm. and you have to go back and then you rewrite the scene. It's like doing a brand new draft of it, but you, it's just better in my opinion. I hate it so much. I, it's weird because if I write something for a second or third time, I always just assume that second time is better than the first and the third time is better than the second. Like, I just feel like it's getting better and better, but that actually might not be the case. It might be, might be for you. For me, I feel like I'm losing an essence that I had in my original intuition if I'm like on my fourth yeah. try. Yeah, it's like dating. It's all fresh and fun. And then all of a sudden you get married and you're like, oh. Why do you always come back to this metaphor? <laughs> I'm, I'm about to get married, so don't. <laughs> no, that's right. By the way, I'm just kidding. It's not like that at all. All right, let's get into how some other writers organize their stuff. I'm going to start with Steve. And he had an interesting way of thinking about this where he was like, our creative life is so chaotic, just the way creation works, that it really helps him to be as organized as possible. So the way he does it is he, within a sort of main, his main writing folder, he has subfolders that include a development folder, which is where mm -hmm. all of his outlines and treatments and all of his notes documents go. And then he has a script folder, which of course will be all of his drafts. And he'll have a pitch folder. If the project started as a pitch, that's where all those documents are going to go. A notes folder. So he has a whole separate file folder for notes, which I do not have. I kind of, I put it all, I put all my notes documents in the same folder. I put the drafts just because it's, for some reason, it seems to make sense to me that 
if I see a draft, I'm also going to see a notes file like just above it. But he has a whole separate folder for notes, which I think makes sense. Um, and then a legal folder, which includes any contracts or anything that go on with that project. But speaking specifically about his drafts folder, which I thought was really interesting, he, this writer in particular, has a writing partner. And so every time they send each other a file to work on, it's going to have a new uh, version on it. But the way that he titles his files is the date, then the title of the project, and then the version name. So V1, V2, etc. And what he says he does is they work on the same date for a long time. Like if he dated his today, June, we're recording this on June 24th, 2021. So if he opened that file, started it today, it would say that date, but they could still be working on the same draft all the way into July or August. But if they're writing it in July or August, it's going to be like version 12 at that point, but it'll still have the same date. So that to them signals that they're working on the same basic version of the story, if that makes sense. Only when something momentous changes in the draft, do they then change the date. So they know for a long time they're we're working on that 624 draft, working on that 624 draft. And then we move into act two, that's going to be an August 25th draft. And that's how they do it, which for some reason makes sense to me. <laughs> I that, can that see your face is confusing though. <laughs> <laughs> it's confused. It's not confusing. It See, this is why this topic is so interesting to me because I get it. I understand that. Yeah. But at the same time, the way my brain works is I'd be like, why am I... Why am I dating this, you know, June 24th? Why don't I just date this draft one, version one, version two, version three? Like that's how my head works because yeah. when I start seeing a date and we're on a different date, I'm out, <laughs> checked out. <laughs> but it's like the equivalent of, of having draft two, version 12, right? Like yeah. it's just, yeah, it's a date instead of version. Yeah, yeah. Ob obviously it's not wrong and it's, it's working and whatever works for you works for you, but yeah, I mean, I can see how that would work, but I can also see for me personally how it would be confusing. Totally. That's all I'm saying. One thing that he does that I found really interesting was he has what he calls a scratch document that he keeps yeah. with each draft or with each project. And what that is, is a Word document where he's going to draft all of his scenes before he takes it to script. Which to him, he says it takes pressure off of like having to write it perfectly and, you know, get that screenplay format exactly right. So instead, he's just going to be like, Josh enters, here's Josh's dialogue, and then Josh leaves. And it ends up being like a 100 to 150 word page document per script where he's just writing rough versions of every scene multiple times over sometimes before even getting to the screenplay format. So I thought that was interesting. That's not something I've ever heard of and like the idea of. I love that. That's cool. So that's Steve. What do you got? All right, moving on. I got. I, I have someone named Alex. All right. All right, so you ready for this? I don't know. So like most people, he has a bookmark on his browser. Anytime he finds something interesting on the internet that pertains to his script, he saves it in that bookmark. So he just puts that in there. That's number one, which I, th I think a lot of people do, you know, when you're saving uh, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Use Pinterest, whatever it is. But here's what he does. He opens a new final draft document, and he opens something that he calls a draft log. And every time he makes notes in final draft, he then records in the draft log what he has done. So they correspond with each other. For instance, let's say it's written and he makes some changes to the characters John and Olivia. In the draft log, he'll put down, change John and Olivia, added some comedy as well, 
did X, Y, and Z, and uh, he just keeps resaving his final draft over and over and over, and he can have up to like 150 to like 200 files <gasps> in final draft. Whoa. He dates all of his new drafts that he saves, so you know everything is linked up in the draft log and his final draft. Whoa. Here's That's what's interesting. Cool. Yeah. And insane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, and he said he d did that for reasons like what you were saying earlier is when someone comes to you and they said, oh, I really like that scene that you had. What happened to that? Alex can just go back and look into his draft log and say, okay, this is where I did that. I'm going to go and extract that scene and now put it into my new draft. Mm -hmm. And then he'll, he'll mark it. And what he said he sometimes does is he will um, basically add notes to the draft log saying like maybe how it tweaks the script a little bit and mm. like how it changes the flow of a script or something like that. So it's, he's very much kind of documenting his journey as he goes. Do you feel like that's something you would do? No. It sounds so helpful, but also like so much work. Yeah, it sounds so helpful. It's weird because when I finish writing, sometimes when I'm like done for the day, I, I will honestly just stand up and walk away. Like I'm just like save done, and I just like walk away from it because it's like this exhaustive process. Yeah, absolutely. and the idea of me then going into the draft log and t putting it down for me personally again, not my thing, but I yeah. see how it's very very helpful. So helpful. I might start it and see how it feels. Yeah, let us know how that goes. <laughs> What's weird is like writers have so many drafts of a script and will always say, oh, this is our first draft. And it's actually mm -hmm. like the 14th draft of something, you know, when you give it to someone to read. I don't know. It's, it's just like fucking writing so weird. It's Saving so this stuff is it's just, that's, it's just so weird to organize all this stuff. Yeah, which is why this came up because when you first start writing, you just sort of do whatever. And then as you start writing kind of professionally and writing for the people and you start really getting into it and producer notes and all of that, you realize like, oh, fuck, <laughs> like, I need some kind of process. Yeah. 100%. So our last writer that I think had an interesting process that we talked to is Trent. And he probably also has hundreds of files for the same project as well because for him, every day that he writes on that project, it gets a brand new document file. That way to him, he says he's preserving every earlier version of the scenes that might still be in progress. So if today you're working on a scene that you actually started yesterday and you realize that the changes that you made today, you know, on a whim, you made all of the humans birds instead of humans. And tomorrow you wake up and think, fuck, what did I do? You can easily just go back to the previous day and that scene is still preserved as it was. Right. So he has it every single time he gets into the file. I have a question. Do we know what program he uses? You know, we don't because he changed. He def definitely does not use Final Draft. No, he doesn't, which is totally fine. But um, years ago, I don't know if it was Trent. It was someone, someone was using a cloud-based software. Trent. Oh, it was Trent. Okay. And I remember that just gave me so much anxiety because it saved, you couldn't save it to your hard drive. I guess you could mm -hmm. save the PDFs, but the idea of, well, I guess I saved a Dropbox, but that's still on your computer if like Dropbox implodes, mm. right? Dear God. But the cloud-based um, screenwriting software really freaks me out. Yeah. 
I agree. So the last interesting thing that Trent does, I mean, Trent is a very interesting person, so I'm not going to yeah. say it that way, but he no. does a graveyard file, as you were saying. And I do something similar, but I call it like the cut file. But what he does is every time he takes out a scene or a moment, he will put it in this graveyard file for this particular project so that if he ever goes you know, five drafts in and he's like, I really miss that one scene. He can just go to his graveyard file and copy paste, put it right back in. Yeah. I tried to, I started doing that on this last script that um, I was writing and it was helpful. Yeah. I liked it. Yeah. It was good to go back and look at scenes and I, I think I might do something like that a little bit more. I love it. Particularly recently I had a draft that the producers kept making me take out shit that I loved and I was mm-hmm. like, mm, I'm not going to delete it. Like some, It was almost like a like a revenge thing. Like, I'm not going to delete this even though you want me to. And I put it in a cut <laughs> file instead so it still exists. And yeah. actually it has been useful because I have definitely gone into cut files before. And the thing I had to maybe cut in episode one, I can now use in episode three. And that's really helpful because it can still come back in some form. So I highly recommend a graveyard or cut file. I think it's great. Boom. That's it. That's literally it. (laughs) We've solved everything. But no, these are a lot of examples, you know, between, I think that's like five different examples. And this is just so like interesting to me because everyone's different. Everyone has their own method, the way they save drafts. Everyone probably feels like their way is the correct way for the most part. Um, I remember I had a friend who used to just save to his desktop. Like that was it. Every active draft. No, he like whatever he was working on. He would put that new draft in his desktop, and he would only have that. I don't really talk to him too much anymore, so I didn't reach out to him <laughs> about the podcast. <laughs> but that of was that. something. That... <laughs> I couldn't stand the way he saved on his desktop. <laughs> but it was really interesting because he was like, "I just always want to see it in front of me." And yeah. So he just click it open. Interesting. Whatever works. Whatever works for your brain, and I think too, being able to see all these different things that people do to organize is helpful for me because sometimes you think like you just this is this is the only way i know how to do it and there's maybe a better way but i don't fucking know and it's helpful to see oh like they have a whole separate folder for notes and they have a scratch document oh that's cool like these are ideas that i think i will definitely take away from this yeah. and put into my own stuff so yeah if you guys have any really interesting ways that you organize your stuff please email us we're very curious how you do that and how you wrap your mind around this crazy crazy chaotic creative process yeah we'll talk about it and like bring it up we should try to figure out what the obviously the answer is whatever works for you but we should actually have like a tournament of the best way to organize your writing (laughs) that is the most nerdy tournament i could imagine and i'm here (laughs) for it (laughs) all right quote of the day to wrap up our organization episode boom I do not over-intellectualize the production process. I try to keep it simple. Tell the damn story. Tom Clancy. Please remember to rate and subscribe. Follow us at Act Two Writers if you want more writing stuff, talk about writing, anything writing related. You can follow me, Tasha, at Story Thursday on Instagram or on Twitter at Tasha 3.0. Or me on Instagram as Josh Hallman or Twitter at Joshua Hallman. And as always, the Act 2 podcast is a production of Act 2, network and support group for the everyday working screenwriter. This episode was edited by Paul Lundquist, music by 414 Bag, which you can find on Spotify. Mm-hmm.